This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Angel Dunphy. Now the European football authorities have decided to introduce a new competition which is not really what football needed and particularly the top players. It's called the Nations League and over the last 11 days players have had to play four games. It's very testing for everybody and the results can be seen particularly in England's performances which have been by all accounts, abysmal. To discuss the games, Ireland's games in particular, I'm joined by John Giles and Liam Brady. But just before we begin, we'd like to, the three of us, and I'm sure most Irish soccer fans, pay tribute to Noel Campbell. Noel was a fantastic player, a really, really good man, a great guy, and he died sadly this week. He was aged 72. He was a very, very good player. John... You capped him when you were manager, and he was a really good player, a really good footballer, and a really nice man. Yeah, he was a good lad, good sense of humour, uh, Eamon. Good player, as you said, and uh, really good lad. Was, um, you know, my first contact with Noel, uh, actually, Eamon, was uh, play, playing for Leeds at Arsenal. And uh, we came in after the match, and this young fella there doing the, you know, cleaning up the dressing room and that. Yeah. Uh, and he came over to me and he said, uh, you know, how are you, how are you John, Johnny? <laughs> and a Dublin accent. Yeah. I said, where, where do you come from? So he said, I'm a dub. Yeah. He said, he was over at uh, Arsenal uh, as a 15-year-old. Uh, right. and, yeah, he's a very know, good player. And, yeah, he was a very good player. He was. He got a good few caps uh, later on. He, he, he didn't make it at Arsenal. He went back to Dublin. I think he played for St. Pat's. Then he went to Germany. Yeah, in the Bundesliga, yeah. Up. Yeah, and was very, very good there. Then, yeah, it was a good lad, Eamon. It was, uh, it hadn't been well, I don't think, but it was sad news. Yeah, Liam, you knew Noel as well. He was a, a really top-class player and a real top-class man. Yeah, both things, Eamon, I would uh, totally agree with you. He was uh, a good midfield player. You know, could see a pass. He could keep the game moving. Uh, he was always positive in the way he played. Good tackler as well. He was he was a strong lad. He was built well, you know. Yes. Um, and he got stuck in too. Um, so I became friends with him when John picked me to, you know, become part of the artist setup in 1974. And Noel and I have been mates all all 
uh, ever since then, and it was a terrible shock when it was actually Mick Martin rang me and told me the yes. bad news, and I was very, very upset, uh, as anybody who knew him will be. He was also the caddy master, Eamon Elf, right, at the K Club. The K -Club yeah. So there's, there's going to be a lot of members of the K Club. He was extremely popular down there, and they're going to be very, very sad as well. Yes, I, he was a wonderful man, and with a great sense of humour, John, and a real good football pedigree. And it's sad, genuinely sad, when we lose someone like that at a relatively yeah. young age of 72. Very, very sad, Eamon. Yeah, I, um, I was, I was, I knew, I knew we hadn't been well. I'd been in touch with him in recent times. I haven't had, funny enough, I hadn't rung him for a while, but he hadn't rung me. Um, so it was a bit of a shock, all right. But, uh, but um, you know, as Liam said, good footballer. More importantly, he was a good, good lad. Yeah, and please God, he'll rest in peace. Yeah. John, I want to ask you and Liam about this idea of a nations league. The last thing players need now, especially the top-class players, is another competition. And there's something slightly farcical about these players, particularly the Premier League players, perhaps, and players who've been involved in European competition, being asked to play four games in 11 days with something on them. And it showed, particularly in England's results, that we don't really need a Nations League and more football immediately after the end of the season, do we? No. No, it's outrageous, I mean. But this is the these are the, the, the people who, who run these competitions, whether it's the World Cup or the, the European Championships, and what they see is another way to make money. Yeah, television I mean, money. It's 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 money, I mean. And yep. uh, you see as we know, we have the World Cup, we have the European Championships and 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 the players had a rest in between those things. So the guys now in UA for whoever's done it said, Okay, oh, there's another gap there. Right, yeah. We can make more money on that because they don't pay the players, Eamon. You yeah. know, they 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 make up the competitions, and this yeah. is a money winner for them. They don't care. That they're not paying the players' wages. No, I means the clubs that we know, as we know, pay the club players' wages, their fitness, and everything else that goes with it. It was totally outrageous from day one yeah. that they create created this competition, and it's right in the middle of break where players yeah. every second year to get a break. Now they don't get a break at all. Yes. Because you've got the World Cup, then you've got a gap, then you've got the European Championships, then you've got this particular competition. And it's, 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 it's ridiculous. And, uh, you know, there's nothing they can do about it, the clubs. I mean, the clubs paid the price. The managers paid the price. Players coming back, playing at this yeah. time of the year in the middle of June, getting injuries, not getting a rest. It's totally outrageous, Damon. Yeah. And it's a moneymaker for people that have, don't pay the players and have no, no concerns about the players. Liam, I wonder what you think about this and also if you think as I do and John has just expressed, it's a wonder that we can't stop this nonsense and it's also a wonder that there's no really outrage in the media about this. Well, I don't know, Eamon. I've got, got, got mixed feelings. I wouldn't be quite as strong as John because you've he, always had kind of international matches at the end of the season where you might have an international tour. You know, you yes. might go away and play games and things like that. So, But it's gone on to what, uh, yesterday was the 14th of June. Yeah. You know, so uh, that's, that is a long time eaten into the time that players should be resting. Yes. And for Ireland, I've had played four games and I think England had the same. Uh, it's, it's, it is a bit much. But remember, 
this Nations League came in to kind of stop these friendly matches when there was 22 players, uh, you know, all getting a game in one yeah. team. There were like mass changes at halftime and the spectacle of those games wasn't very good. Now, you have to say, you know, looking at the Ireland game, looking at the atmosphere that was generated when Ireland beat Scotland last yes. week uh, at the Aviva, there's a lot to be said for it as well. You know, I've got, I've got kind of mixed feelings. You know, there's yeah. something on the games now, whereas there wasn't. And, uh, and you know, you look at a full house at the Aviva to see Ireland beat Scotland and, and the atmosphere that was generated, you think, well, is it a bad thing? Right. Okay. I've got mixed feelings. It wasn't that night. It didn't feel like it that night. John, we started off in the Nations League against Armenia away. We lost 1-0. Armenia are a really poor team. It was a shocking start and we didn't play well. Stephen picked a strangish team, I thought, but he got savaged afterwards. Really savage stuff. Now, Ireland were coming off an eight-game unbeaten run before this match, but our Nations League record stretches back to Martin O'Neill and it's terrible, it was terrible and Armenia didn't do anything for it. The criticism was savage, so they were awful. Let me ask you, John, about the game against Ukraine at home where they made 10 changes because they'd just been knocked out by Wales of their World Cup hopes. They made 10 changes and they played Ireland off the park in, in, in a footballing sense and beat us 1-0. Then we went on to the game that Liam referred to there, the game against Scotland, which was, I thought, an outstanding performance. What did you make of those games, John? In particular, I know the Ukraine game, we were talking during it, they played a very good young side, and they really played us off the park. Yeah, it was well, It was a very poor performance, Eamon, and a very, very... Uh very bad result, as we know. I mean, yeah. it was the Ukrainian second team. Yeah. Um, but uh, I can understand what Liam is saying about the matches. I, I don't necessarily agree with it. I think it, it's it's time for the players to have a rest. I think yes. I know they're going to have a rest. Uh, and they didn't seem to be up for it, Eamon. Yeah. You know, for either of the matches, Armenia or, or, or uh, Ukraine reserves. Yes. And it was, I think it was only when they got this uh, terrible uh, publicity, Eamon, that they, they had to pick it up against Scotland. Yeah, I think also Scotland. the fact, John, that you could argue that Stephen Kenny had his players together in a camp for a good stretch, 14, 15 days, and as the tournament progressed, the performances improved, the Scotland performance very good, the performance last night was very good as well. So it, it did give him a chance, and it did show, I thought, the Scotland game and last night's game, that work was done. Um, well, you, you would expect the work to be done, um, to be honest, for the first two matches, you know, Armenia and, 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 and the reserve team. But I think it certainly picked them up uh, it, with the bad publicity to get, to get in again and per, 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 uh, sorry, produce the good performance against Scotland. I mean, they play Scotland off the park, there's no doubt. But there was, yeah. there was a different attitude, I mean, you know, as, as we saw, because, because of the bad results before that. Uh, and you, you'd wonder what happened to Scotland, Eamon. Yeah, you know, I, Scotland, I, were, Scotland were, were terrible poor, yeah. in were that right. match. So I, I think it was a situation. I, again, I'd go back to it. I, I, uh, I, I don't think it's right for the players to be playing at this particular stage here in this particular competition. 
but anyway, that, I have a different opinion to Liam on that. But I think when, when Ireland had to do it, Eamon, uh, they did it. You know, there was two ba- yeah. really, really, really bad results. And then against Scotland, and then you'd look at Scotland and say, well, where did they come from? Yeah. I mean, they were terrible. Yeah. So, you know, all, all's well that ends well uh, as far as Stephen is concerned. But I, I, I'd be like you. I was very surprised at the amount of criticism that Stephen got having having won the previous what six five well, six or seven or eight they matches were, they were before these particular yeah they were unbeaten in the eighth eight games before this started off Liam perhaps part of the reason for Scotland's performance I mean part of it was that Ireland played really well but the other thing they'd been knocked out of the World Cup by Ukraine and they would have been very bitter that was a very bitter experience for for Scotland because they had high hopes and. I thought Ireland played really well and deserved their win. It did, I mean, but they, you remember there was a couple of occasions Duffy tried to play the ball yes. out of some box, you know, and Big Scotland mistake. should have scored yeah. twice. You yeah, know? McGinn had and two you kind chances. of scratch your head and say, well, why is he doing that, you know? Is uh, Stephen Kenny telling them to do it? Why is he doing it, you know? And we've seen the Irish team do that far too much, in my opinion. Um, so... I know Stephen Kenny wants to play football out from the back foot. There's a there's a way of doing it, uh, yeah. and it certainly wasn't, you know, the right thing for Duffy to be doing that against Scotland. He could have given uh, two goals away. Yes. So I'm still scratching my head, Eamon. You know, uh, I know we've we've talked about this before, and I said, well, the FAI should wait before they give him the contract, and they should wait till now. You know, after he's had these four games, uh, and if I was on the FAI, I'd be scratching my head whether to give him a contract or not, you know. Uh, a very good result against uh, Scotland, a very good performance. But, you know, a few days before that, Armenia, we got beaten by Armenia. And if we want to do well in this Nations League and, and improve our, our uh, coefficient and so forth, our seed, our seeding and, and, and things like that to make it easier to qualify for tournaments, you'd have to look at the results and say, well, they haven't been good enough, you know? Right. And um, the, the point I, I would make, I don't agree with you at all, but the point I would make about the first two games is they were the first two games and there were injuries, important players missing, Matt Doherty, Seamus Coleman, for example. These are, were important players. And also, he keeps, Stephen keeps putting players into the team to give them, I mean, Obafemi, who scored a brilliant goal against Scotland and set up a brilliant goal for Troy Parrott, Liam. I mean, he was at Southampton. You know the story. He has had hamstring problems. He went to Swansea. He had a really good season at Swansea. So Stephen put him in. Well, he didn't put him in against Armenia. No, even even the even the selection of the teams and things like that has me a bit confused. Don't well, yeah. get me wrong; I'm not totally against Stephen Kenny. I'm not. I'm, I, I promise you, I'm no, not. No, I know, he, I know he's that. He's a very hardworking guy, and I, I admire the way he wants the game to be played. And he has given a lot of young boys, uh, you know, their debuts. He's trying to bring them on. But there's also things that you know, I scratch my head. Oh, why wasn't Ob Femi playing in, the, in that game to begin with? You know, well, that agree. was a game that <laughs> should have won Armenia and get us off to a real good start. Yes, I agree with that, and I, I said it at the time. I thought Jason Knight should have played and started in that game, and he didn't. John, the argument I would make for Stephen is that 
he is finding players all the time. Troy Parrott has emerged now, and I think he looks like he could be a really good player. Nathan Collins last night scored one of the best goals I've seen for an Irish player for a long time, since maybe you scored on your debut. It was a great goal. He looks like a really seriously good player, John. He's 21. He's played with Burnley. He's got authority, confidence and loads of skill. So I I would argue that Stephen needs to now have a settled side from now on to have made his mind up. But he has brought players in. They have done well. He's given them the confidence to do well and score a goal like Nathan Collins scored last night. Well, he looks a very, very promising player, Eamon. I, have, I haven't seen him play before uh, for Burnley. Or if I have, I haven't noticed him, but he's been, been extremely good. Uh, and it, it's all part of the game, Eamon, as we know, to bring young players on. And to, but to get, you have to get results as well. I mean, the, the Armenia result was a really bad result. Yeah. Eamon. And, yeah. and so, was, so was the, the, uh, the Ukraine result against the, the reserve team. That was bad results. So... Like you have to be doing what Stephen's doing, but you have to be getting results along the yeah. way against teams that you should be beating, Eamon. Yeah, you know. So, but I think the the the, the criticism of him in recent times was was, was much fiercer than I expected it to be yeah. because he had got very very good results leading up to these particular matches. Uh, now the, the the Scottish match was good again. Yeah, it was good 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 performance, good result, and Ukraine. Uh, the other night away was 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 a good, fairly good performance. So there are two good results along the way. So you have to be getting the results along the way as you bring these young lads along. So yeah. he is. He, I can understand Liam's point of view, and that's of other people's point of view. It does leave him open for criticism. I mean, when you're not getting the results that you should be getting in yes. these particular matches, you should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Now, some of the criticism, Liam, is leaked from the FAI. And the, the, the way I know that is the journalist who was most savagely against Stephen, and there are a lot of them who have been savagely against him and remain that, in that way, said in his copy that sources in the FAI, sources, had said there must be a doubt now about Kenny going forward. This was after the second game. This isn't right, is it? When people in the association are briefing against their own international team manager, no, everybody should be united, Eamon, and and, yeah. and supportive of, of of Stephen's position. They gave him the job. Now let them go. Uh, now let him get on with it. Um, he did. He didn't make him uh, it easy for himself by saying that he intended no. to win the group. No. You know, Stephen, I thought that was naive. But yes, to say that, you know, because let's face it, Eamon. And I know you've, you, you've said it yourself. We haven't got a great team, have we? You know, all these lads that are playing for Kenny, they're not at the top of English football. No, they're nowhere no. near it. You know? No, so I mean, they're playing he's, for he's do, Yeah, he's having to do with a really tough job. But I think he left himself open to that kind of criticism by saying, well, you know, I've had, I've had my time to prepare the team and now, you know, now we're going to see if we can top the group for the... And then the first game he loses against Armenia. So the press... They get onto those things now. What's going on with the FAI? I, I honestly don't know. No, maybe, he, maybe there were yeah. people in there that didn't think he should get a new contract, and there was a disagreement or so forth. But um, no, we've got to support him now. And I thought the last two games, good for he, good for him to bounce back as they did. And the other thing I like about the team, there seems to be a real camaraderie about them. Yes, and they're young and they're enthusiastic. And you got to give that credit to Stephen Kenny as well. He's created this so. Uh, but I'd, I'd, I'd be going into the Euros when it when the draw is made in October, and then it's next year yes. uh, that the you know we have to try and qualify. Uh, let's hope we can get that improvement, and as you said, get some semblance of a of a, of a team that he knows is going to yes. do the business for him. You know, uh, yeah. a, a, a team that's consistent uh, in selection and things like that. You know. Yes, very, uh, not very much so. Last changes, not three, four, five changes from game to game. I don't think that works. You know, you need a settled team. Yeah, John, I agree with Liam very strongly on that. And in midfield now, it looks like Malumbi, Cullen, and Jason Knight are a three. They were very, very good against Scotland. They were very good again. I thought last night. But this Brown has been very good, Eamon. Yeah, playing as a right well, back. Yeah, he's, it's not his position. He's a midfield player, I think. Or I'm not sure where he his natural position. But he's played is. best of mid, He's played right side of midfield for a couple of matches there, yeah. and I think he's, he's he's done he's done really well. I mean, that's a, yeah, it's a good point for Stephen anyway to have the players. Yeah, but he he needs, as Liam says, and I feel very strongly to have made his mind up now about his best team or close to it. And that's the team that needs to play when we get to the Euro qualifiers. Would you agree yeah. with that? Oh, definitely. Definitely, Eamon. I mean, you have to get to a stage. I mean, when, when, when I, I said early on, Eamon, 
uh, in my opinion, it, it, it takes about, now this is our club football, about eight matches. Yeah. Eight matches to nine matches to know your best team. Now, it's different than international football because you're not playing every week. But I think in Stephen's case now, with the amount of matches he has, he should know pretty, pretty, pretty well, very, very well in his head, what's my best team now? Yes. And then the more you play them together, the better. Yeah. Okay, now John and Liam. Liam, let me start with you. England, unbelievable, with all their best players playing. Last night, beaten 4-0 at home by Hungary. They lost 1-0 away to Hungary, and they drew the other two games. Again, I would say, very different situation because they have players like Harry Kane, big players who were playing Champions League, or rather, were playing for a Champions League place, we're in the Premier League, we're playing in Europe, and yet I thought their results showed. I didn't see any of the performances, but I thought the results are shocking. And I understand that in some English papers today, they're calling for Gareth Southgate's head. Well, yeah, it's not surprising. You know, uh, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a drubbing, isn't it? Four 0 away to Hungary, and Hungary yeah. wouldn't be considered one of the best teams in Europe. Not by any stretch of the imagination. It's four hundred uh, old man. Yeah, no. Well, and you know, it's uh, there's also a lot of people still still blaming him that they didn't win the Euros, they didn't go for it against Italy when they went one up, they sat back and yeah. things like that. So you know, the press will have all these kind of things ready, and you know, <laughs> uh, the players have probably switched off and they probably didn't want this competition. You yes, know, a lot exactly. of them have been playing yeah. at the highest level in Champions League and, and, and uh, you know, the Man City uh, run in with uh, with Liverpool and, and so forth and they probably thought, well, why, why are we playing these games, you know? But for yeah. Gareth Southgate, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not good news, is it? You know, to get beat 4-0 by Hungary, they're going to have the knives out for them. Yeah, and John, I mean... They would be one of the favourites going into the World Cup, wouldn't they? They got to the semi-final last time. And in I the would run, imagine so, Eamon. But it's yeah. amazing to where again the press has gone. He's gone, yeah. he's gone from saying to Sinner in two or three matches, Eamon. Eleven days. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. I mean, it, again, I think that Liam hit it as well with, the, with those the players that, that, that have played at, at huge... Um, Big matches, and yeah. you know they've been in the Champions League. Most of them been in the Champions League and big matches and cup yeah. finals and everything else. To go into a, a Mickey Mouse competition like this now isn't is not easy. And from Southgate's point of view, I mean they, they, they've turned on him very, very, very strongly. Yeah. Uh, from from being from being a saint, yeah. uh, it, it's just amazing. Now, and I'm talking about the press now generally, but. You would again expect the, the the team with the amount of players that he has, yes. I mean, uh, and younger players, you know, that yeah. haven't played that many matches or, or needed a chance to get in the team, would be good enough to get the the uh, a much better results than they have been getting in this competition. You would expect that, but but to turn on them the way they've turned on them is uh, is amazing. Actually, he left himself a little bit open when I had his comments last week. He was getting some criticism, and he, he was sort of saying, well. If they don't like it, I'll just I'll just retire. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's yeah. like he shouldn't. Be, I don't think he should be talking like that. He should be saying, "No, we're getting on with the job. I'm introducing young players and doing what doing what needs to be done." But again, it's results. I mean, you know, the press will go on results. If you're not getting results, you're going to kill you. 
if you're going to get 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 good results, they're going to be uh, praising you too much. Especially, uh, but, it, but but it has been bad results for England. There's no and, and four nil at home. I mean, yeah. really, I mean that is uh, he leaves himself that leaves himself open. Yeah, or leaves himself open for the criticism that he's getting at the moment. Okay, John and Liam, very grateful to you both for joining us today. And I hope you have a, a nice, close season. And we, I won't be bugging you for a while, but we're thankful. And I'm sure I speak on behalf of everybody who listens. I know I do, to John and Liam for their contribution to the stand every week. It's been brilliant. Thanks to both of you, lads. You can have a rest now. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks to John and to Liam, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.